0: welcome back we're in genesis chapter 30 verse 33 let's go all right so we're talking we got jacob and laban laban is his uncle he's also his wife's dad so he's father-in-law and uncle and these two dudes are interesting they're both little con men they're always trying to get their way and so it's interesting to watch their interaction they keep screwing each other over and we're going to see that happen here again so right here, Jacob, I'm going to start reading from 31, uh, and then we'll catch up and start uh, interpreting from 33. So he said, what shall I give you? And Jacob said, you shall not give me anything. If you will do this thing for me, I will again feed and keep your flocks. Let me pass through all your flock today, removing from there all the speckled and spotted sheep and all the brown ones among the lambs and the spotted and speckled among the goats. And these shall be my wages. Verse 33. So my righteousness will answer for me in time to come when the subject of my wages comes before you. Everyone that is not speckled and spotted among the goats and brown among the lambs will be considered stolen if it is with me. So here's what's going on. Jacob's like, uncle, father-in-law, man, I've been helping you for 14 years. I have made you wealthy because I've done great. God has provided. God has helped me. And you have been blessed by that in, in, in every way. Now it's my time to take my two wives, because remember you tricked me into marrying one of them, so now I've got two wives, got a bunch of kids. It's my time to take my wives, my kids, and go to the promised land and be on my own, right? I don't want to live with father-in-law anymore. I don't want to live with uncle. I don't want to be an employee. I want to be my own employer. I want to be self-employed. It's essentially all of that's going on right here. So what he's saying is, I've been raising your herd, I'm going to give you this part of the herd, you give me these little little ones that you don't even really care about, and I'll go on my way, and those will be my wages, right? I've worked for you for 14 years, done everything, done everything you've wanted me to do, and you've been blessed beyond measure, more than you can ever possibly imagine, and you know it's because of God, because God has blessed me. And so that's essentially what's going on here. So he's saying if if I have any of your sheep, okay, kind of the, the better sheep, the better goats, then it'll cons- be considered stolen and that'll be bad. So that's how we're going to know which one's, which one's which. So 34. And Laban said, oh, that it were according to your word. So he removed that day the male goats that were speckled and spotted, all the female goats that were speckled and spotted, everyone that had some white in it, and all the brown ones among the lambs, and gave them into the hands of his sons. Then he put three days' journey between himself and Jacob, and Jacob fed the rest of Laban's flocks. So, so here the uncle's like, yeah, that sounds like a good deal. So you are going to take just a few of the sheep over here, the ones I don't even care about as much. I get all the strong sheep. You're still going to continue to feed and water my sheep as you grow your flock, because you don't have enough to to leave right now to be essentially self-employed you got to stay here and work for me and so laban's trying to extract even more time and labor he is a true con artist doesn't care about the well-being of his daughters or his son-in-law also his nephew and the enemy satan right here was working through laban to keep jacob from the promised land so jacob what he does is he goes in and he's like all right so he's like okay we got an agreement you're going to continue to raise my sheep, and then you're going to get your own. And it's going to take a long time, bro. It's going to take you a long time to get enough sheep on your own. So you're going to be working for me for a really long time to come. And that's what he's thinking. So he actually takes, takes all the sheep that would have been uh, Jacob's. He rounds them up. He, he calls his sons over, and he's like, hey, sons, take all these sheep that should belong to Jacob. And I want you to hightail it out of here. I want you to get three days distance between y'all and his sheep and Jacob so so that he won't be able to catch up to them. So that is not in the spirit of the agreement. It, It wasn't dishonoring the agreement and it didn't violate the terms of the agreement, but it violated the spirit of the agreement. And so what I want you to think about out there, if you're a business owner, is how are you treating your employees? Even if something is not violating kind of the terms of your employment agreement, are you still kind of violating the spirit of that agreement? And just in life, with friends or people in your community, be careful, right? You may not have a written contract, if you will, between you and someone, but they're watching how you live. And if you're treating them poorly, if you're treating them immorally, unethically, uh, as a lesser class, you're, you're letting your pride lead you, they're going to see that, they're going to notice, and it's going to affect your ability to be able to witness to them. And I know that because I've seen people in my life who have had things like that, and then they try to tell me about Jesus or tell me about something. So let's say specifically Jesus. I'm like, really? You're a Christian? Huh. I wouldn't have known it by your actions, right? That's the kind of thing we want to think through. And we're not always going to be perfect, but as you've heard me say many times, when we are make a mistake, when we sin, when we are mean, when we do something that just doesn't glorify God, pray that we are convicted and that we go back to that person and apologize and try to make things right, because that's what doing life and living is about. So here we've got Jacob, who's excited. Laban's like, yeah, we can do that. You, you, you get your own sheep. And uh, you can go and take my daughters and my grandkids and you can go ahead and have yourself a good life. But first, I'm going to take all the ones that would have belonged to you. I'm going to put them three days away from you. So you're going to be working for me for a really long time in order to make your own herd. Because my herd is going to produce strong sheep that are going to belong to me. And you don't really have anything to start with. So you're kind of screwed, Jacob, is is essentially what's going on here. But Jacob has God on his side. So, verse 37 Now Jacob took for himself rods of green poplar and of the almond and chestnut trees, peeled white strips in them, and exposed the white which was in the rods. And the rods which he had peeled he set before the flocks in the gutters and the watering troughs where the flocks came to drink, so that they should conceive when they came to drink. So the flocks conceived before the rods, and the flocks brought forth streaked, speckled, and spotted. Verse 40, then Jacob separated the lambs and made the flocks face toward the streaked and all the brown in the flock of Laban. But he put his own flocks by themselves and did not put them with Laban's flocks. 41, I'll finish these three verses, then I'll describe them to you. We can interpret and apply them for 41. And it came to pass, whenever the stronger livestock conceived, that Jacob placed the rods before the eyes of the livestock in the gutters, that they might conceive among the rods. But when the rods were feeble, he did not put them in. So the feebler were Laban's and the stronger Jacob's. Thus the man became exceedingly prosperous and had large flocks, female and male servants, and camels and donkeys. So what's going on here? A lot of commentary, a lot of different thoughts on this out there. I'm going to tell you what I think is going on. A couple things. One, God is miraculous. Two, uh, Laban doubted Jacob could amass Enough of a herd for himself to be able to go out on his own, and that's exactly what is taking place here and in short order three Jacob had been with these flocks for fourteen years, and these animals can have you know uh, babies uh up you know, two times a year, so he's been seeing lots of conception going on over these years he's been watching it and God may have also given him kind of a supernatural ability to understand this or just the ability, a gift, if you will, as a shepherd to know how to breed these animals, right? He's looking over there over the years and saying, well, if I put this one and this one together, it's going to produce this kind of a offspring. And if I put this one and this one, it's going to produce this one. So he's intentionally breeding these to get the intended results, and that's either miraculous, or it's because he's been uh, doing this for 14 years, and he just knows what's going on. And then why is he putting this stuff in the water troughs, right? So what I it's, it's not that, hey, if I put a, a striped piece of bark, that it's going to create a striped sheep. No, we know that's not the case. That's unscientific. What it is, I think, is it's like an aphrodisiac, right? Animals go into heat. I just saw this this week with... A dog down the road really interesting and so I'm thinking through this as I'm as I'm studying for this and he knows that he can actually put them induce them going into heat and so I think the the what I think is going on with this this bark and stuff is he putting in the water it's like an aphrodisiac it's actually causing them to go in the heat at the moment and so he's pairing up these certain animals at the water trough so that they will you know conceive and then he's separating the ones that he doesn't want to conceive. So Laban's flock is over here in you know section A, and his own uh, intended flock that he's going to create because he knows how to breed them is in section B, and he's making them go into heat and getting them strong. And it worked so well that that last verse of 43 said he had large flocks, female and male servants, and camels and donkeys. You were exceptionally wealthy in that day if you had all that. So what we see here is satan is working through laban trying to stall jacob's progress and getting back to the promised land laban continues to conceive jacob jacob a con man in his own right is getting a taste of his own medicine we don't celebrate that we're just kind of identifying what's going on but god is on his side satan's working through laban god is working through jacob but all things work together for good to those who love god romans 8:28. And we know that what the enemy intends for evil, God intends for good. So the enemy's like, yes, we got him. We separated the deal. He's, he's not going to have many sheep. And God's like, here's a whole brand new herd, a whole bunch of them, enough that he can have people working for him and camels and donkeys and all sorts of stuff. So really cool to see what's going on. The application, I think, for our lives is to understand that God is good. All things work together for good to those who love God. What the enemy intends for evil, God intends for good. So look at your circumstances, what's getting you down, what's getting you sad, what makes you feel defeated, and just know that if you have God on your side, you're good. He's going to work through all of that. And I need that myself constantly in my life, a reminder. So as you know, I preach and teach, but I also do it for myself because I need these lessons as well. Lord, thank you. Help us to understand that in circumstances that seem dire, in circumstances where we feel defeated, where we feel being taken advantage of, help us to trust in you, to place our faith in you, and to watch you work, and to glorify you, even before we see the result, and then after we see the result, even if it's not the result that we intended, or we desired, or we wanted, Lord. In your amazing name, amen. This podcast brought to you in part by the Portfolio Protection Store, where smart investors go to protect their life savings from stock market losses. Visit our website to register for our webinar, theportfolioprotectionstore.com. The webinar is about portfolio protection and safe money ideas for ages 50 plus. Visit theportfolioprotectionstore.com. Located in Austin, Texas. License number two eight eight seven eight eight six.